please rise for the reading of God's word. Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. Does anyone need a Bible? If you do, raise your hand nice and high so that Kirk can see you. Okay, everyone's prepared. How about that? Verse 1. On the same day, Jesus went out to the, of the house and sat by the sea, and great multitudes were gathered together to him, so that he got into a boat and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up and they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundred, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear... Let him hear. Now uh, go over to verse 18. Therefore hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This, he, this is he who received the seed by the wayside. But he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he who has no root in himself but endures only for a while, for when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. But he who receives seed on the ground, good ground is he who hears the word and understands it who indeed bears fruit and produces, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let's pray. Father, we all, everyone in here, Lord, if I may speak for them, Lord, (laughs) wants to have a fruitful life, wants to have a life that has purpose, wants to have a life that means something, wants to have a life, Lord, that, uh, that, has more than human trophies when the life comes to an end. Wants to do more than just live. Lord, all of us, we agree, Lord, we want to live a life that is fruitful in your will running hard after you, Lord, learning about you, knowing who you are. God, we want a life that means something. God, I just pray in the name of Jesus for everyone in this room that even as you say, Lord Jesus, that we would have ears to hear, hearts to understand do that work in our lives this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, please be seated. Just a couple of announcements before we begin. First of all, 
good news, where's Yarek? Yarek, stand up, young man. Yarek is a father of a baby boy. All right. Renata is in the is across the street at Beth Israel. She's taking visitors. It's uh, Petrovic. Pet. What's his name? It's something. Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel. And what was the weight? The weight. Seven thirteen. Seven thirteen. Okay. Well, fantastic. But well, he praise lost God. Some weight, but, uh, the industrial fuel has finally come. So hopefully he'll uh, meaning uh, the milk. <laughs> 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 okay. With that, we'll go right into my message. Uh, uh, but, 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 but all these uh, all these boys that are being born, I just think it's a little strange. You know, God gives like some some people in the ch- the church. Uh, he gave them uh, boy genes, and then to one family in the church, he gave girl genes. Uh, I don't know which family that would be, but uh, uh, but I love it. I love all my little girls. <laughs> but anyway, that's just such a blessing. New life, and then uh, we're waiting and praying on uh, number two, Jessica's, uh, another boy, right? On the 20th. On the 20th, so uh, that's coming soon. So we'll have baby dedications coming up. and <laughs> That's right. And so the, the, the next thing is the Peru trip, everyone going uh, to uh, Peru. We will be meeting after church from now, between now and the time we go. So please remember that important time for the people going to uh, Peru. Uh, let me see. Is Amy in here? Amy, are you here? She must have just stepped out. Oh, Okay. Okay, well, let's then get into the uh, Matthew chapter 13. Now, uh, this is the parable of the sower and, uh, or a farmer, if you will. Some people call it the parable of the four soils because uh, there are four types of soil which the seed, which represents the Word of God, falls into. And this is our third Uh, Sunday in this parable, the first Sunday we spent most of our time talking about the seed that fell on the wayside and the seed that fell in stony places. The second Sunday we talked mostly about the seed which fell among thorns and so we continue uh, this morning in this, I believe, just incredibly important teaching about the Christian life. You know, in the Gospel of John, verse 16, Jesus told his disciples, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. In John chapter 15, verse 5, he said, He who abides in me and I in him bears fruit much fruit. In John 15, 8, he said, by this, is my, uh, by this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. We live in a world that is in a desperate search for purpose, a desperate search 
that finds nothing. Like King Solomon, who searched every nook and cranny of life for purpose. The world searches and finds nothing. They get to the end of Earth's rainbow and they declare with Solomon, all is vanity. It's like chasing after the wind. One of the glorious things about becoming a Christian, about inviting Jesus Christ into your heart, about giving your life to Him and allowing the Holy Spirit to make you a new man, a new woman, is that for the first time in your life, you realize that life does have a purpose. It does have meaning. It is worth living. There is something worth getting out of bed for every day. God has a purpose in your life. God has a purpose for your life. It is this, to bear fruit. Actually, John 15, verse 8 says it's not just to bear some fruit, bear much fruit is what it says. A hundredfold. 60-fold, 30-fold. God has a purpose for your life. The question for you and me this morning is this. Are you going to step into it? Are you going to realize what that purpose is? Are you going to find it? These are questions that are answered in this parable. It's why I'm spending so much time in this very important parable. The parable of the sower demonstrates to us that there is only one way that you will realize God's purpose in your life, and that is if you allow the Word of God to take root, deep root, in your life. Let's look again at what Jesus says. Verse 2, it says that Jesus is speaking to a great multitude. Now, again, the fact that there is a great multitude uh, is a testament of, to how, just how desperately the world wants to find purpose. People are not content to eat, drink, sleep, work, get married, have children, spend some leisure time as much as they can, you know, in their latter part of their life and die. People are not content with that. Animals, by the way, are. They really are. Human beings are not. Human beings are only content as they realize God's purpose for their life. To bear fruit. Much fruit. A hundredfold. Sixtyfold. Thirtyfold. So Jesus is speaking to this multitude which is desperately, by the way, seeking purpose for their life. Only this time, what a glorious thing. They're really on to something. They're really on to something this time. they got Jesus in front of them. Uh, and in this parable, in so many words, Jesus tells them, look, there is a purpose in life. The purpose is to bear fruit. The fruit originates from this seed, which is the Word of God. But be warned, the seed will not 
bear fruit on just any soil. And so in verse 3, he describes seed that falls by the wayside. And the birds uh, came and devoured them. I love that word, devour. Devour. He he, Jesus doesn't just say that the birds ate uh, the seed. He says they devoured uh, the seed. And so what's that supposed to mean? Well, Adelaide and I were traveling last weekend, and we were on one of these new uh, discount airlines that has a TV in every seat. I don't really can't put two and two together. If it's so discount, why is there now a, a TV in every single seat? But whatever. We were watching one of those hot dog eating contests, you know, that they ever you've seen anyone seen one of those things? And and you know, you don't win a hot dog eating contest by just eating hot dogs. All right, you eat a you win a hot dog. Uh, eating contest by devouring hot dogs, okay? And so, you know, we're watching this thing, and there's guys and girls, you know, they're devouring these hot dogs. And, and, you know, they don't just use one hand, and they're they're not polite about it either. I mean, it's like, ugh, ugh, and there's hot dog buns sticking on their face. And and, and the funny part about it is that they're lining up like all the the hot dog eating champs of the world. And there's all these guys, they look like sumo wrestlers, but the guy who won was this little guy from Japan. He weighed about 100 pounds and he ate 124 hot dogs in 20 minutes. I mean, it was just insane. But, but anyway, he did it by, man, this guy was devouring hot dogs, okay? And, uh, you know, you're sitting in an airplane, you know, it's not really what you want to see. But uh, in any event... It says that uh, the, the birds, Jesus says in verse 4, the birds devoured the seed. So did they devour them like uh, the hot dogs or whatever? Well, that may be part of what is going on uh, uh, because according to verse 19, the birds do represent Satan. Uh, Satan steals away the word of God from uh, people's heart, it says. And we do know from 1 Peter chapter 5 that the number one preoccupation of Satan is what? To devour people. That's what he does. Actually, what he devours is the life of God in their life is what Satan uh, devours. And so, um, but supremely, I really believe what this word devour means is that the birds got all the seed, all of it. I mean, when someone devours a plate of hot dogs or whatever, they don't leave a single crumb. It's all gone. It's like, whatever, remember that the cookie monster on Sesame Street? I mean, he didn't let any that cookie, that cookie was gone, you know. And, 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 and so uh, when Jesus talks about the seed being devoured, he means that every last seed vanished from the wayside. The birds took every single one of those seeds. Now, think about that for a second. Think about that. Considering what is at stake here, that's pretty scary. Jesus is not talking about hot dogs being devoured. Jesus is talking about the seed which represents God. It represents the Word of God. It represents eternal life. It it, it represents the only thing in the entire world worth living for. And he says it's devoured the birds of prey, Satan, devour it. And though the word of God had fallen on the soil of their hearts, within seconds, there's not even the slightest trace of it. 
Meaning, if you were to run, now this is a scary thing, but this is a, this is a frightening concept, but if you were to run into this person five minutes after they had received this seed, this word from the Lord, there wouldn't be the slightest trace or evidence that their life had been exposed to God. Wow. That's a terrible, frightening place for a person to come to. Verse 4 says, why did it happen? Verse 4 says, well, because it fell on the way, wayside. Now, we know from uh, past weeks studying this that the, the wayside there, the Greek word hodos, which means road. In other words, the seed fell on soil that was become extremely hard after years of people walking over it. And this soil represents the hearts of people uh, that had become totally hardened after a life of resisting God openly embracing all the substitutes that the world has offered uh, to God. They have spent a lifetime manufacturing arguments which they make to God in order to justify their life, uh, a lifetime arguing with their own conscience of why it's okay to do whatever they're doing, a lifetime arguing that they are justified in doing anything, uh, whatever they want, and now their hearts are hardened. So this type of person hears the word of God. They may be, who knows, they may be speaking with a person who, who's sharing with them, you know, sharing with them in love. You're a sinner. You're, you're a sinner. And, and, and the penalty for your sin is death and hell. But God loves you. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to pay the penalty for you. And if you give your life to Him, you will have abundant life in this life and eternal life with Him. But the words don't even penetrate the outer barrier, the outer shell of their heart. They just literally, they, they, they bounce right off. The soil of their hearts is as hard as stone. So the seed that falls on the wayside bears no fruit because the seed never had an opportunity to germinate. It never gets into the heart it bounces right off the heart and it's devoured by Satan soon after it gets there. Every bit of it is devoured. The second uh, soil, and, and, and so but the, the first fruit, of the, the, the first seed, there, there's no fruit because the seed is gone. Now the second uh, category of soils described in Matthew 13 verse 5, uh, which says, some fell on stony places.